Welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Jerry Ferrara. I am joined with my co-host each and every week, Jennifer Piacenti. Jen, can you hear <laughs> the pure joy that is in my voice right now? I don't know if you can feel it via Zoom. Can. can you feel it? I can. I, I feel like the energy coming through the computer screen right now. And I'm not sure if it has to do with the fact that my Cowboys just lost in a very, very painful way or if you had a victory, but I, it, that's what we're here for. We got to find out what this joy is about. You know, I discussed after week one, after I threatened to quit and retire, uh, it was one of those weeks where I, you know, I went 0-3 in fantasy. The Giants got their asses kicked. It's the day that you know, when you wake up Monday morning, you don't want to watch any sports talk, listen to any podcast, read anything on your fantasy apps, nothing. Well, this week is a different week. I am pretty much going to be going 3-0 and in my seasonal. Made a little bit of FanDuel money, and we'll recap our waiver-wired contest. Um, much, much better showing from me. The Giants did get their ass kicked, but I don't think there's any way out of that. My saving grace was your Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Um, I mean, first of all, there is no more entertaining of a team uh, than three minutes to go with the Dallas Cowboys. How, are you emotionally okay? I, You know, I know we even pushed back the start of this recording for me for 10 minutes um, because we thought the game was going to go that long. But I'm still glad we did because I needed those 10 minutes just to finish the emotional upset, you know, just to kind of like breathe deeply and say my alms and be okay. It, it's so exciting. I love it. I can't really complain, but God, it was a heartbreaker, Jerry. It, it was a heartbreaker. And, and you know... I was thinking about this, and of course, I have my uh, my journal, my running diary mm -hmm. uh, of today. Mm -hmm. But in watching that Cowboy game, too, there were even some receivers I've never heard of that were just making big I, plays out of nowhere. Cedric Wilson. I mean, do we now have four receivers for Dallas? Because everyone was giving me crap. Like, you said Michael Gallup was going to be good. And I said, guys, he's going to be good. Well, he did have the breakout game today. But then so did... Some guy named Cedric Wilson. How many receivers does this team have? That's what I said. I mean, they got tight ends everywhere. I'm sure if Witten was <laughs> still Schultz. with the team, he would have yeah. put up 75 yards and a touchdown crazy. today. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, and and the Seahawks. I just think that the the slight edge was the that their Seah defense. the Seahawks defense is just a little bit better, yeah. and it really seems like Pete Carroll wants. Russell Wilson to win MVP. I mean, Russell Wilson's fantastic. We've all been doting over yeah. him all, all year and all the talks of like, Russell Wilson's never received an MVP. I, I understand that. And he is certainly walking away with it this year. I don't even think it's a competition and barring any changes from what's going on now, but well, he's hitting I everybody. Think Josh Allen is a little bit of a threat. Just a little bit of a threat, Josh Allen. And until today, I thought Kyler Murray might be too, but he did not have a good showing. So if Russ keeps this up, yeah, I mean, he was in the conversation last year. Russ was. He's always in Lamar the conversation. And there's a reason why it, the literally. Seahawks are always good each and every year. And yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with the defense is always okay. Russell is always great. And Pete Carroll, people want to play for him. Um, So much to discuss. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with FanDuel for right now, okay? Because okay. then I want to okay. take our time with seasonal. And um, our fearless leader, Cousin Sal, who yes. was tweeting about our contest earlier this morning, posted his lineup, yeah. and he uh -huh. successfully, he didn't win, obviously did not win, or else we would have talked about sooner. 
But he did win something that I did not know about. He played the first quarterback to get benched for a non-injured, <laughs> for poor play, I think, this year. I don't think that's happened yet this year, to my knowledge. No, I don't think so. He no. started Mitchell it's Trubisky. Mitch. And yeah. for a while in that game, it was like, okay. It was a little back and forth. And it's like, okay, he's trying. And then just they went with Foles. And that game got crazy. Did you catch a lot of that game? It got exciting. I was listening to it on one ear. Um, I didn't watch it. I was listening to it. And it was crazy. I mean, Nick Foles came in for three touchdowns. Um, Allen Robinson, who you know I love, finally got his day. I've been waiting for that. So, yeah, crazy times in Chicago. Yeah, I I was tweeting that uh, about Sal and his start of Trubisky. And then... uh, <laughs> I believe his old buddy Tate Frazier chimed in, Mm. who's the biggest Trubisky fan ever. And um, I think that, I think it's pretty safe to say Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller will throw themselves in front of a moving vehicle to keep Nick Foles in the lineup. (laughs) I don't, I just don't think there's a good, Allen Robinson's not going to ask for any more trades. Yeah, I think he's going to be very happy. I mean, listen, Allen Robinson saw like 150 targets last year. It was something ridiculous. And he was able to have that successful season with Mitch Trubisky as the quarterback. I cannot wait to see what happens to A-Rob with Nick Foles. Yeah, and, you know, it's hard to talk about the Bears without, you know, obviously upsetting Tariq Cohen seems to be a man down. We don't know anything yet, but, um, you know. Always love plugging Tariq Cohen in at flex on some weeks. You could you could always trust you're going to get a couple of big games out of him. But how do we talk about this game without talking about another one of those Madden teams I mentioned earlier? The Atlanta yeah. Falcons are probably the most Madden Madden-y video game team out there, right? So you mentioned earlier, like, Mitch Trubisky was the first quarterback to be benched for poor play. Who's going to be the first coach that gets canned <sighs> this season? Is it Dan Quinn? I think it has to be, right? I, I mean, mean, I don't, I, he clearly knows what he's doing. Like, you don't right. have an offense like that if you don't have a good offensive coordinator and know how to coach offense. He was a half away from winning the Super Bowl. It just really seems like no one uh, affiliated with that organization has recovered from that Super Bowl. I think that could be it. And, you know, fantasy-wise, though, they're a dream. They're a dream oh, team fantasy-wise. So you know, I worried about Calvin Ridley today without Julio. I'm like, okay, they could kind of double down on Ridley. And he he actually had his worst game of the year, five catches for 110 yards. That was his worst, worst catch. Game. You know, I know. I had high hopes for Russell Gage. I had him plugged in many different FanDuel Me too. lineups. Um, but, yeah, I just think that that is going to be – the, the Atlanta Falcons, you just, we talked about those over-unders too in last week's show. Mm-hmm. I just think you have to play all any anyone affiliated with or against the Atlanta Falcons from here on out. Right. Yeah. Falcons, Cowboys, Seahawks. So I had a much better week in our FanDuel contest this week, okay? Because, you know, I, I've been struggling in the bottom 10 of 400 and something players, and I really felt like I had a good lineup in this past week and obviously I didn't win or else you would not be hearing the end of it from me. But (laughs) I I came in 70 something plays at one point. I even hit like sixth place overall. Wow. And I really thought I was going to do it. My Nick Mullins play, which I did not get a lot of love on Twitter when I put it out there. Uh, Look, (laughs) he didn't have a monster game. 
He still threw for 343 and a touchdown. He had 17 yeah. FanDuel points, which is okay. Those aren't Russell Wilson numbers, but for $6,500 and the way I was able to then build Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry into my lineup, which they clearly paid off. And I even got the, you know, kind of garbagey points from boy Tyler Boyd. He still hasn't really found the end Mm -hmm. zone, but he just, you know, was targeted a lot where I just got killed and where this really could have been a winning week. I think I was only 30 points off the win, but Mullins... That one play to Jordan Reed, I don't know if you saw it, in the back of the end zone, he just didn't get his foot down in time to stay in. And then he also, that same foot, he kind of rolled over. So not only did he not get the six, he then rolled his ankle and was kind of in and out of the game and was not of impact and only finished with three, uh, 3.3 points. That could have really changed everything for me. I had Jordan Reed in his seasonal, so I was praying for that to go through as well. But unfortunately, Jordan Reed was not a good play this And D-Jax got hurt, right? Deshaun Jackson left the game, did not really return. He was also getting, it looked like, you know, since he was doing a good job, just keeping the guy over the top on him all day. So outside of those those three players, you know, 71st place and, you know, really ha- didn't have two players for a majority of the game. So I'm seeing the ball. How did you do uh, in fan in our contest? I was like 200 and something, not good. And that's mostly because immediately I lost Deontay Johnson, which just stinks. And this yeah. happened to me in some seasonals too, but like John Brown, like you just lose them. And it's such a bummer because you don't have that like heads up, like maybe they're not going to play and you can plan for it, but they like go out immediately. So I lost Deontay Johnson to a concussion. I think he gave me like point eight points um, and then Tannehill vastly underperformed they still won the game but I was definitely expecting the Minnesota secondary to stink like they had the weeks before and they were better this week uh, and of course Tennessee just took it to him on the ground which worked out too I had Dalvin Cook in there I had Calvin Ridley in there um, so I had some good strong plays in there but just not enough to overcome not a good quarterback play and also losing losing an entire slot to Deontay Johnson taking a zero so you know, obviously, if you win our contest, you get that ticket to the one-on-one next week. And if you win that, you go to the championship game in week 16. So this week's mystery guest, it's not really a mystery, Jen. And I'm going to explain why, okay? Okay. I have some guests lined up. It's a long year. We still got 15, 14 more weeks to go or something like that. 13, whatever. Um, I did it myself. First of all, it's it's our league, so I feel like if okay. I would if I want to be the mystery guest of uh, an event and a contest you that can. we created, sure, I could be. I also feel like people would love nothing more than to defeat me. And then mm-hmm. we came out so strong with Max Greenfield out of the gate, who was a much better fantasy player than me, or at least as much hotter at it than I am right now. I I, I was worried we weren't going to have anybody in this Week 16 matchup. So I did not tank, okay? I did not go in there and put in a bad lineup. I had a very, very good lineup in there. I I did give Daniel Jones the start, which might have seemed like a tank, but I had Miles Sanders. I had Nick Chubb. I had Diggs. I went with Edelman, McLaurin. I I put in an eclectic matchup. Well, we have our first player, Elevated Nick, is going on to week 16. He defeated me 123, 106. It was a good game. It's a good matchup. I'll tell you, though, I went with Jones and Ingram. I think I got to move on from Evan Ingram and FanDuel and in seasonal. The Giants are just broken. They're done. They 
They are. They're just broken. And I was hoping to at least see something out of Darius Slayton and really nothing. Just yeah. Nothing. We had that week one kind of party and uh, yeah. that was really the end of it. But most people, anyone who had Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Dalvin Cook, Den Derek Henry. Let's talk about Justin Jefferson for a minute in Minnesota. Um, yeah. Kirk Cousins was yeah. still first half not it really looked like they were in trouble and then out of nowhere he just found his favorite target of all time and you know we were hoping that we would see this rookie play that way we were excited you know philly originally we all thought philly was going to draft justin jefferson but he went to minnesota and it made sense because they lost stefan diggs and you know people in minnesota are like oh look great guys we got rid of stefan diggs and look he's going over there and lighting it up for buffalo so i think justin jefferson said hold on guys hmm. hold the phone it's my debut. And he just, he was fantastic. He smashed it. So I'm excited for him. I hope it stays that way. And also this, they need it because otherwise everyone knows it's out of the feeling. You can't, you can't do it that way. No. Kyle it, Rudolph <clears throat> actually had a cool play too in that game. Yeah. The Minnesota, they, they awoken, even though again, you know, they dropped it by still one lost. point, but still, I mean, yeah. fantasy wise, Dalvin Cook's been okay, but, and Kirk Cousins, I played him last week. And was terrible. He wasn't that bad. And he had three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they just needed that. And also got, I mean, case in point, he had a wide open Kyle Rudolph overthrew him by looked like three yards. And somehow Kyle Rudolph made, I think, the catch of the day right? for me. Um, anything else that really stuck out to you today before I kind of dive into my running journal here? I would just say generally the upsets. Panthers beating the Chargers. I did not think that would happen. Um, you know, the Arizona got beat yeah. by the Lions. I mean, some some interesting ones. So, and, and, and a lot of the players that we expected to be big weren't. And of course, injuries. I mean, we even saw Chris Carson come off the field at the end of this game. So again, it's kind of another injury riddled thing. I was happy to see Kenny Galladay back in full form because I told a lot of people to trust him and start him today. So thank goodness that didn't backfire on me. Oh, I will say one thing. Remember when we talked with Will on Thursday, we asked about Jarek McKinnon versus Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Jeff Wilson. Two touchdowns. Found the end zone. Jerk McKinnon won. So they were both very useful. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say, so that league I was talking about all the trades was shifting over to seasonal now. Um, Devontae Adams, who I, after week one, had the best wide receiver asset and everybody wanted to trade for him. And I was a snob about it. And then in week two, left with the hammy. And didn't have a great game, but the injury wasn't so bad. I was still a snob about it. We talked about all the trades last week I was offered. You told me the Robinson-Tyler Boyd trade for Adams and a throw-in wasn't that bad. Honestly, I, I still hated that trade. And then even the guy wanted to throw in Kasiki, Every all three of those guys went off this week, and Devontae Adams did not play. So starting to get some real concern if you are a Devontae Adams uh, fantasy player right now. Uh, I did get a gutsy, and you called it, I give props to you, Cooper Cup. He did Cooper Cup things. The very things he was doing last year before the injury is what he did in just a wild game. Uh, did you like what you saw from Cooper Cup? I did, and it was about time. I'm not sure it's going to be consistent, but I think we can definitely, when we're thinking about when to start Cooper Cup, we need to look at how how defenses are targeting their slot coverage. And if they don't have someone good in the slot, then you start Cooper Cup. 
I was texting you today in the morning, well, morning your time, uh, early afternoon before the games, because I really did have some lineup issues, especially in this one uh, in this one league. And you talked me off the ledge where I I I was gonna, I really was gonna bench Devin Singletary because I was just very scared. But then the whole Zach Moss thing kind of made it seem a little crystal clear. Mike Davis. I mean, not a stellar game, but just solid. But not bad. Everything you yeah. could have wanted from a non-Christian McCaffrey Carolina right. Panther. I got some nice points for him in this season. Daryl Henderson now, two weeks in a row, two really good games. Is it time to play Daryl Henderson full-time? Is he the Rams back, the three-headed coin, I said? Is he the <sighs> one you trust the most? I no, no, I still don't. I think he, I think he's the probably the most talented. But I still don't trust him the most. I think at any moment it could go back to Malcolm Brown or Cam Akers could be there. I just, I, I think he's probably the the best of the three, but I still can't say I trust him and he's the one. It's just been two weeks. Also, uh, shout outs to uh, Christian Kirk who just was out, didn't even know he was injured. Luckily, I swapped him out. And then shout outs to Isabella who apparently is Christian Kirk from last year. Didn't really uh, have that in my draft guide going into the season. Um, <laughs> I said no to all those trades. I'm going to get the win this week to uh, to go to one and two in this league. This is the one where, again, the football player possibly has been talking trades with me. Um, <laughs> I got to imagine Devontae Adams' stock now is, again, going to be lower. Now, do I try to get those trades back if I could even get them back? The Robinson-Boyd uh, trade? Yeah, I think you could still do the Robinson-Boyd trade, but I wouldn't worry about Devontae Adams. I think you're still I'm good. Worried. And people are... Don't worry. People are hoping that you're worried and they're going to try to make you sell low. Don't. I want to sell low. It's a bit of a hammy. No big deal. He'll be back. Look at what happened to Kenny Galladay. Came right back. Kenny Galladay, who I have in another season. <laughs> I know. I have so many seasons. <laughs> I basically have every player. Um, but... I want to go to the auction league for a second. The one that you yeah. got me into my first auction draft ever. Now you are doing things this week that I, I you can only hope your roster one day does. What, how many points do you already have? Um, let me see how many points I have right now. Sunday night, I have 206.20 points. Gee. Anytime you hit the 200 point mark, <laughs> your team is firing on all cylinders. Um, That's a good. Week. I was proud, and you're going to be three and zero. Yeah, I'm going to be three and zero. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in uh, number one spot after this. Yeah, because I am playing someone who's two and zero, and I am now uh -huh. in my second straight week where I'm going to put up more than 150. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I have about 140 something right now and I still got uh, Kelsey and my kicker to go. But here's why I wanted to bring up this league, okay? Okay. You and I were texting. I was asking you some lines. I even asked you, uh, what was my situation? Oh, Malcolm Brown, Boston Scott, or uh, I don't even know, was it Freeman or Burkhead? I asked you. And I think you suggested what, Malcolm Brown? I said Brown. Burkhead's also a strong play. I would probably play Brown, but whatever you do, don't play Boston Scott. That is what you said. You said you did not like Boston <laughs> Scott. Um, I just was really looking at it. And, you know, I knew James White wasn't playing. And obviously, you know, the Patriots are going to miss him. You, It's it's awful to play any Bill Belichick running back. We know, we know he right. hates fantasy football. Right. And he hates us. And, and we get all that. Um, 
But I don't know. Every now and then, Rex Burkhead out of the backfield, especially receiving wise, just has these monster mm -hmm. games. It doesn't have, he's not going to do true. it probably five more times. And then looking at the, you know, the matchup versus Vegas. I so it's still so weird calling them Vegas. Like I just said, you know what, if all else feel fails, this will be great content for the podcast. I tweeted it out. I said, I got the feeling I want to start Burkhead. Someone help. I started him. And then, of course, everybody on Twitter was like, did you bench him? Did you start him? And I have all the screenshots posted. What a Rex Burkhead game. That, what I mean, can, can we expect that more? Is this the guy who's going to save my season in this auction so, league? For no, free, by the way. For free. I got it for zero dollars. <laughs> zero. Which is awesome, by the way. And by the way, that was really gutsy of you to do it because starting him over Malcolm Brown, I mean, it probably still, it was fairly smart, but I had a question this morning. Should I start Wayne Gallman or Rex Burkhead? And I was like, obviously Rex Burkhead. Not as obvious between Malcolm Brown and Rex Burkhead. So I really give you kudos for that. Um, no, I don't think you can count on him is the problem. And because you can't count on Patriots, you actually just said it yourself. Like, I love the fact that the Patriots are a winning team, that's great. They do win, but they're terrible for fantasy because you never know what Bill Belichick is going to do. And, you know, sometimes Sony Michelle is washed up and then all of a sudden Sony Michelle has a day and like, oh, we should have known. And then all of a sudden it's James White and then it's Rick Burkhead. And then it's, no, Cam rushes for all the touchdowns yeah. himself, which is what I was worried about. He's More the about goal Cam poaching back. the touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, you can't trust him, but certainly in a situation like today, that was the right move. Well, he might have saved my season. Not only that, and I know it's way too early, but it got me thinking. You're 3-0 and with leading the league in points by a lot. I'm a crafty 2-1. and I think mm -hmm. I'm in the top five in points. This is a 14-team league. Too. And I think after this week, I might even move up. I think I have possibly the three best receivers if you just go one through three. I'm running Mike Evans out there. We had a Brady to Evans connection. I also have Tom Brady twice, it's although they weren't for Tom a lot Brady of yards. Day. Still a nice game. Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen, who Herbert was targeting, I think like 18 or 19 times today, which is insane. And Stefan Diggs, who everyone wondered like, oh, Josh Allen's not accurate. He's not gonna be able to get the ball to him. Stefan Diggs had three touchdowns today, by the way. One one got called back. <laughs> one, there was a penalty. Another one, like, he didn't quite get. It, yeah. it just He literally had three different plays where he had three different touchdowns, all of them called back. Still managed to squeak out 15 points. I like that receiving core. I My Devontae Freeman draft and stash, I thought panned out. Oh, that was just miserable to watch. One point from Devontae. I think Gallman had, what, three points? Yeah. But give give Freeman time. Eventually he'll give you a few. But like for everybody that was out spending seventy percent of their fab budget, it was like, guys, come on. Yeah, you, you can't, can't trust that. that. It's not you, even so on the much... other hand, getting him for free. That's completely different. Well, I I I got him for a dollar in dollar. our in our draft. I think with like the third to last pick, and I don't think he. I think he would have gone on draft. He didn't have a team. Uh. That was a Tom Brady game that I think we all needed in the fantasy world. Mm -hmm. uh, that was mm -hmm. a full-fledged, like, he could have actually scored more if that game would have been a little closer. They were in control the whole way, so he didn't have to do a whole lot. Um, I think you and I could potentially be destined for a Super Bowl matchup. 
it's possible. What Jerry, happens to the waiver wire podcast if we are uh, playing each other in the Super Bowl? I don't know. Like, does there need to be another side bet on the line? Do we need to live stream the whole our reactions all day long? I'm not sure what we do. Okay, but here's a question. If if okay. we met in the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. would you be fully transparent with me on this show and via text message about some of your lineup questions you may or may not have? Or would you keep it close to the vest? Like, you'll just have to wait and see till kickoff on Sunday who's going out there. I would be honest with you. You would be honest. You'd say, here's what I'm going to do. You need to adjust to me sort of thing. I would if you wanted me to. Yep. I would put the cards on the table if you want to. Oh. I'll play I'll, as long as we play by the same rules. I'm cool. Always, always. You no. tell me what you're going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Here's the thing. I'm, I cannot tell you what I'm going to do because, because you don't know. I genuinely, <laughs> the two Super Bowls I was in, I overthought the lineup. I mean, I think I started one year some a player who didn't play in the Super Bowl. I was trying to be oh, so it might have been like smart. Arian Foster's first year before he <laughs> actually was like the full-time starter. And he had like one good game and I just thought that was so smart. I tried to do like the super smart thing. Well, I can tell you that I did some dumb things this week and left a lot of points on the bench like not starting Brandon Ayuk. Uh, yeah, I guess you had to know And Shanahan. I had him in and I took him back out. Shanahan oh. was going to find a way to get him the ball. Once you I saw had the... him in, I took him out. I had him in, I took him out. I So I understand the second guessing thing. They ran like an edge play for him very early where it's like, oh, that's right. The Giants have slow linebackers. Yeah. They're going to hit the edge. Like if Mostert would have played today, Mostert might have had a 200-yard game. He would have torched him. Yeah. Torched. Um. I'm going to ride this th this uh, Rex Burkhead thing out as long as I can. I was asking yeah. for some names on Twitter. Yeah. You know, we like team names. So my I'm, I got it down to two. I'm thinking Rexual Healing, a la mm -hmm. Sexual Healing, or mm -hmm. Rex in the City. Not I want your Rex. <laughs> it could no? be that. Uh, someone put I want to Rex you up. Rex. The Color Me Bad song. I want to Rex you up. It That's might have good. to be that listening to you yeah, sing. I think I might have to go with that. But Rex Burkhead will be in my uh, in my team name. Um, That's right. hysterical. And I was I was still working on your Noah Fant team name though. It's out. Noah Fant. I love Noah Fant. <laughs> it was a gallant effort today with Driscoll against the. He's trying. He's doing everything he can. No, Noah Fant is still. Every once in a while, somebody has a not so great game. No offense, still a top player. I mean, if you put up 34.8 points when I was questioning if I should start you or not, you get my team. <laughs> That's just how okay. it goes. Okay. You win, Rex. You win. Okay. We talked about a lot of the things I, I was journaling about, but uh, right out of the gate, um, is Josh Allen officially the best fantasy quarterback right now? Is it Russ so or good. is it Josh I, Allen? Not NFL MVP, not right. who is the best league quarterback. Who right. is the best fantasy football quarterback right now, today? We haven't seen Lamar yet. We're taping this on a Sunday night and Mahomes. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's very easy to say Josh Allen, Russell Wilson before we see those guys tonight, tomorrow night. But what are you thinking right now? Where does Josh Allen rank fantasy quarterback wise? For me, it's still Russ, but Josh Allen is a close number two, and Kyler Murray and Dak are right there, close number three. 
What about what about Lamar? I sh- I, they're fine. Got Dak Lamar up there? and Patrick Mahomes. They're fine, and I think that they'll be fine. But I think that we have put these expectations on them, and we drafted them so high that their value as a fantasy quarterback isn't isn't as much. Does that make any sense? It like, does. Even if they came up with the same points, they're not as valuable as Josh Allen because when you got Josh Allen, you probably were also able to get you know Dalvin Cook. Very well, true. You know, so like I feel like. Josh Allen in those terms probably is the most valuable because you probably took him the latest. But before we move on, let's take a quick break. This show is proud to be presented by FanDuel Fantasy. Week four of the NFL is coming up and we are entering our fantasy lineups on FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play for free this NFL season. No deposit required. And this year, FanDuel is now offering daily snake drafts. Snake drafts are the simplest way to try daily fantasy. Draft live, just like season-long fantasy, but with winners every game day. The best of seasonal drafting with DFS all in one. Here's how it works. Find a daily snake draft, draft your team live, draft starts as soon as the contest fills. You and your opponents will draft six players in a six round draft with 30 seconds per pick. Unlike other FanDuel contests, there is no salary cap. Jen? Why do you like playing on FanDuel Fantasy? Well, because you get to have your own team and you get to do the best part of it, the draft. Isn't that the most fun? You don't have to worry about salaries. You just get to win with your own draft. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com slash waiver wired or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are the Browns officially figuring this thing out? Now, I, I had here at one point, well, early on in my notes, I put Mayfield bad, Washington really good on defense. Then it said, you know what? Washington, not that good at defense. Mayfield is good. But then the running game took over and it, gosh, what a weapon to have. Right. And Okay, so who has a backfield like that? Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt could each be a, a team's number one back. Easily. And they would have e- either of them. And they have both of them. And then you took a guy from Minnesota where they obviously had a very successful run game last year. And you put him in Cleveland and you give him a quarterback like Baker Mayfield. Guess what Stefanski's going to do? He's going to run the ball. <laughs> I forgot. He has two... First string, you know, running backs. And then you got Baker Mayfield over here. And poor OBJ is out in the public being like, you know, taking crap from people, if you will. Um, and saying, you know what? Fine. I understand. I'm not going to have a good season. Like, I'm just not. I've come to accept it. Yeah, because it's just not going to happen because you can't do it on the back of Baker Mayfield. Sorry. I don't know why I so don't you like and Baker I, Mayfield so much, but I don't. We disagree don't like a little him. bit here. Um I okay. I believe in Baker Mayfield. I'm a believer. Um, I I will say that the data we do have doesn't back up my point. It way more feel, like fits your narrative. And even today, he missed Kareem Hunt. And selfishly, I have Kareem Hunt in fantasy twice. Once on a t- what would have been a touchdown pass, and then another. I don't want to say it was a bad pass, but Hunt made an incredible 
turning to the other side of his body, one-handed catch, and then fell. And then he was so open, so he good. still had enough time to get up and run. So it's like if he would have hit him in stride, Lord only knows what he what would have happened. Um, here's my question to you: Would you start both Browns running backs if you if you if you drafted Chubb yeah. and then were able to get Hunt? maybe a little bit later as a cuff, mm-hmm. although he went very, very, you know, he went decently high in most seasonal drafts. Like, I, would you start both if they if you had them on your roster? I think it's getting to the point that I would, and usually you don't want to start like two no. pieces of a backfield, Never. but if their run game is going to be that strong, then maybe you just have to because that's how they're going to score. And it, it would depend on the defense, obviously, you're targeting, especially if it's a defense that gives up a lot of rushing touchdowns, then why wouldn't you? I mean, what are you going to do just on principle, start Tevin Coleman instead of Kareem Hunt because they're the same type of change of pace back? No. You're going to go with Hunt. Well, my other big call of the week after Rex Burkhead is something that we even discussed on our FanDuel lineups last week. Oh, the Colts defense. Oh, I had them yummy. In, I had them in two out of three seasonals. So nice. Just I only I mean, had them in FanDuel, unfortunately. Two minutes. Well, I drafted the Colts defense in one, Thanks. and then I picked them up in this other one because I somehow I I think I drafted the Minnesota Vikings defense thinking it was like three and a half years ago I don't know why I did that and then week one they had minus (laughs) six so I was able to drop them and with that league I was going to just go week to week like last week I picked up the Cardinals defense they were okay I saw that I saw the Colts defense was out there I'm like this is the number one defense in the league right now for not for fantasy but for you know NFL standards and they're playing the Jets yeah, and so here's a question. So I think actually that the Colts defense is really, really good. But has it come to the point, we were talking about like, if you're playing the Falcons, you always play the Falcons. Do you start the opposing defense for yes, the Jets yes, every time? Yes, yes, yes. I think yes, you do. Yes. I, I do too. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. If I am able <laughs> to get the team, that I, that's why I actually really, I mean, I have the Bills defense. I'm mad. I, like, I, I, don't, I think I ha- I'm waiting for that matchup again. But yeah, I think it's at the point now where we could be that disrespectful and just, I'm talking like Giants, Jets, you would maybe play the Giants defense that that week. Like that's how bad it is. And I think it's the combination of the coach, the quarterback, the lack of weapon, just everything. Now, the Giants are not any better, but I think they could at least score, although they didn't do it today. But I think they have the threat of scoring. Man. Two pick sixes and a safety? That was just beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. It was like 26 points or something, right? I think like they were the fifth amount. top scoring fantasy just thing. Period. Period. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah. Yes. I think it's like Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, <laughs> Keenan and Allen, like, and the Colts, Colts I think defense. were fourth or yeah. fifth. So I was just chuckling. Also, as a Jet hater, I was just chuckling. And one of my buddies is defending Darnold and still defends Darnold and will always. And he talks about sports, I think, for a living. And I just, I I hate to troll, but I had to troll a little bit. Blaming everything but Darnold. He was blaming everything but Darnold. It's like the coach, the coach, the coach. It's like, all right, but... That pick in I the mean, end zone that I he threw was I definitely the coach. have to say that Adam Gaze is definitely not good for well, anyone. I bet I mean, like, 
you know, maybe maybe Sammy Darnold's still seeing ghosts out there, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, next thing on my notes, eh, I don't even know. Yeah, does does Joe Burrow love Higgins? Do we now play Higgins? Is that like an official? Is that an official thing? Is is it time to just say Higgins and Burrow? That is a combo worth investing in. It's kind of filling in for the John the Ross situation we didn't play this week. You know, Higgins is kind of taking on that role. What do you think? Uh, it's possible. I mean, it was exciting when they signed him that the possibilities um, and but, but I mean, who knows what's going on there? I don't know. AJ Green, what's going on with AJ Green? Like what, what's going on? I don't think it's going to be John Ross. I think Higgins might be his favorite target. It's very possible. Oh, well, I don't even know who's going to. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What are going to be some hot waiver wire picks coming coming up this week. I mean, Burkhead for well, I sure. Think Burkhead for sure. Apparently, Cedric Wilson. Cedric for the Wilson Dallas for sure. If people don't own Dalton Schultz yet, I think they will. Do you think, um, is, with Jefferson, we talked so much about rookies on this podcast, and that's the one rookie I have not talked about much at all. It, you think Jefferson is around? I'll, I'll tell you why. No, I think that people have Jefferson. Actually, that's not true. People may have dropped him I think he was drafted. People may have dropped him because coming out of camp, reports were that he was going to be, you know, that he was behind B.C. Johnson. Yeah. And to be behind B.C. Johnson, that's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> so, um, but if he's going to play, how, this is how we expected him to play when he was drafted, then there's going to be a mad run on Justin Jefferson. So if he is on your wire, if you play, like I get questions from people where sometimes they send me their team and I'm like, what, is this a 10-team league? I mean, in, in those kind of leagues, Justin Jefferson's probably out there and you should get him. Right. But, you know, so it just depends on how deep your league is, I think. Does Foles have any value to you as like a, maybe like a bi-week replacement or if you, yeah, you know, definitely. say if you're sitting there with like the old school, oh, I got Phillip Rivers or even like Big Ben. I mean, does Foles, where do you rank Foles as value in fantasy? I mean, I don't think it's very much. It's more of a streaming situation or a bi-week replacement. Or if you have a two-quarterback league and you just want to put another quarterback in that back in that slot to really amp up the points. But even with like how much, I, I don't know of anyone who loves Allen Robinson more than you. Even with those really? receivers, I know we lost Terry Cohen, which would have been a nice weapon for him on third down. Um, mm -hmm. Montgomery's been okay. Even with those weapons, you know, mm -hmm. Foles doesn't crack the stuff. So even if you're in like a, a 14 team or a 12 team, you don't think he's the 12th best fantasy quarterback out there? Obviously, depending on matchup. No? No. Okay. No. We I have don't. to monitor that situation though, because let's just not forget that dude could put up some points in a hurry. He can. And that's definitely a possibility. And I would definitely, like you said, grab him and stash him if you can, but don't have the expectation that he's going to be Nick Foles of old. I mean, I guess though it was good to see that he had chemistry with, with A-Rob and Miller, but remember Mitch Trubisky beat him out for the job to begin with. So there's clearly some kind of inconsistencies. But there. was that, uh, was that, I, look, I'm sure he did. That, that's the report. And I, and I buy the reports and what do I know? I know nothing. I love fantasy football and I love watching football. I know nothing. But what I do know is sometimes, even this even equates in like, and it's a terrible analogy, even like in video games or even in like, I do stuff with this 2K league in management and stuff where you actually are drafting players. It's like, 
that's their guy. Like they're invested in Trubisky. Like, do you think there's any percentage that they went into camp where they really still want that to work? You know, no. like what I'm getting at is, yes, you make the best football decision. I understand that completely. But like when it's like your guy, like we invested in this guy, we drafted him. Like obviously we're on the hook. There was a lot of quarterbacks in that draft. <laughs> Aren't yeah, you, do you think I mean, you're still maybe a little emotional was. about it coming out of camp? Like if it's like close, if it's a coin flip, you know, Foles and Shabisky, like ah, maybe it was 51, 49 Foles, but it's Mitch, you know, you don't think that could have weighed in? I mean, I guess that's possible, but why do you go to the trouble to go get Nick Foles? I think that I think they were intending to start Nick Foles. I think everyone thought they were going to start Nick Foles. And I think it lit a fire under Mitch Trubisky and he did play better. And look at game one. Listen, two week, we backed the show up two weeks and all of a sudden Mitch Trubisky's a star and everybody's starting <laughs> him in his FanDuel lineup. And look at this crazy comeback and he helped me win my week. And it's just two weeks later. And now we're like, bench him. We need Nick Foles. Nick Foles came in, just basically pulled off what Mitch Trubisky did the first week. So, like, are we going to fall for it? I don't think so. But I really do like that he's helping out my boy A-Rob. No, please help me, though, because I was obviously like everyone I, I got on whatever Red Zone channel you enjoy watching. So I'm not right. really tracking one game. And the Giants are bad this year. Like, all my Giant fan friends are like, how do you watch Red Zone on a Sunday when the Giants are on? It's because, like, I know the Giants aren't good this year and we're not making the playoffs. I'm not being like a, a, a like a disgruntled fan like i get what we're we're rebuilding it's gonna be a long road so i have a lot at stake in fantasy <laughs> so i i just let it run but i didn't watch a lot of that I, that bears game was 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 trubisky that bad because like they See, were competitive I, for a I little didn't bit watch it either again i was listening to the highlights because right. i was watching something else so like i'm doing the same thing as you trying to watch everything and i didn't get to the highlights of that but my understanding is yeah, I guess he was. But you know, like for me, like there's also a lot of bad play calling and stuff in Chicago and like the way Nagy decides to use his running backs. And I don't think there, that he should just be using a running game. And, and there's all kinds of questions there. So I don't know if it really was that Trubisky was that bad. I don't, I didn't listen close enough. So I guess we'll have to go back and watch the tape to see if he, I don't think he threw like seven picks or anything no like that. it just it, they, they no. definitely i saw a lot of jelly i saw a lot of stalled drives and i did see yeah toward the end right when he got benched like yeah he's missing some things but i thought in the beginning part of that game he was keeping them in it you know uh mm -hmm. another quarterback we got to talk about and i i don't i never i didn't see the fantasy value going into the year obviously he has no weapons at all i don't think anyone is rostering him at this point even on their bench carson wentz now Oh. How much of this is Carson Wentz and how much is it like the fact that literally there there's I mean D Jax left no like there's no I mean he he, he hit Greg Ward no protection. for 72 yards. Oh my god. No protection, no weapons. And the guy's already like a little bit of an injury risk. You just have to stay away from Carson Wentz. I actually talked about this on SiriusXM on Friday. He's the one guy that I think if this week was a put up or show up week, I don't believe in, you know, making reactions really quick. But for Carson Wentz, if he wasn't going to be good this week with this matchup, you got to stay off him. I think you got to let him go. Yeah, I, I have my my draft and stash with Alshon, which I thought mm -hmm. was a really good play, but I don't even... Not that, I mean, I'm fine with the roster spot. He could have it. It's not going anywhere. But uh, I was hoping that maybe, you know, the Eagles would 
be doing a little bit better, maybe like two and one at this point. And Carson Wentz is like, oh, he's keeping him in it with no weapons. Watch what happens when Alshon comes back. I thought I could maybe trade Alshon for something, anything at running yeah. back to help my get a little deaf, but I don't, I just don't see it with that team right now. It's pretty bad. And like the Cowboys are probably just going to walk into the division title because they just have zero competition. They don't even have to be that good, sadly. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess I should be happy as a Cowboys fan about it, but come on. Come on. Yeah. And I think, um, Going into that Lions game and the line, you know, I, I was playing Kyler Murray in two out of three leagues, which is just absolutely terrifying. <sighs> My season so far, I played Calvin Ridley two weeks in a row. I played Kyler Murray in two different leagues. It's just absolutely terrifying. And he still had a good game, but those picks really mitigated the damage for for me. And shout outs to Kenny Galladay, who you know, is he going to play? Isn't he going to play? And he clearly was not 100%. He even said he wasn't going to be 100%. And you could just tell Matt Stafford loves him. You could just tell. Even mm -hmm. on like what seemed to still one leg, he still put up a very decent game for what? Maybe he's 75%. What'd you, how'd you think Galladay mm -hmm. looked? I thought he looked pretty good um, considering, like you said, to do what he did after being injured. And he said he was going to play. And I was actually happy when he said he was going to play because I have Matt Stafford. I actually don't have any Kenny Galladay, but I have Matt Stafford. And I expected more out of Matt Stafford. And I got more out of Matt Stafford once he got Kenny Galladay back. So yeah, I just I think that – I just think even if it's not huge numbers, I just think Stafford maybe just feels a little bit better looking across the field, seeing Galladay in there. Um, that's really that's really the end of my notes. You know, we saw a lot of the big backs kind of did their thing. You know, Derrick Henry, although, you know, Titans lost Taylor Lewin. Uh, I don't know how hurt he is. I don't know if there's any word yeah. on that, but obviously I still think Derrick Henry will be just fine. Probably affects Tannehill a little more, but, you know, that is definitely yeah. – a guy Speaking of the lose. Titans, um, maybe a receiver to keep an eye on is Khalif Raymond, who was yes. the number one receiver today. So that could be a sneaky, a sneaky pickup, guys. Yeah, you you got some good Will Fuller today in the Will Fuller roller coaster. I did. Thank God. I was nervous about starting him, but I was like, you know what? I gotta go for it because probably Pittsburgh's gonna get out with the lead early, and then Deshaun Watson's gonna have to throw. And Will Fuller if he's healthy, is Deshaun's favorite target. So it didn't actually go that way. Actually, Houston got out front first, which was exciting, um, but they did end up losing. By the way, what did Houston do to offend the schedule-making gods? It's Who awful. starts their season? Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. It's horrible. It's really not horrible. fair. Um, I think it's karma for trading Nook. I think another sneaky player to watch, again, this is only in the deepest of leagues or bi-week replacements. We saw Randall Cobb kind of get loose a little bit, and he's not the youngest of wide receivers anymore, but that guy is just a playmaker. He is. And, you know, Deshaun found him early, hit him a couple of times. He had four catches, 95 yards, and a, t and a mm -hmm. TD. I, I got to look at who is Houston playing next week. Do we even know? Because um, I, I just sure, look Randall right now. Randall Cobb had over 800 yards as the third receiver for Dallas last year. And then Houston went and spent a ton of money to get him there. So they've got to be wanting to use him. Well, they paid him like $4 million or something. I'm not going to say Houston has an easy matchup coming in. 
But I think, I think at least for Deshaun Watson and the Houston offense, I think they're going to feel a lot better playing the Minnesota Vikings next week. Now, the Vikings, sure. you got to imagine, at least maybe offensively, we're going to see some desperation because they, uh, you know, they're, these are two 0-3 teams doing battle. So uh, I did not predict that. I mean, I guess you could have said Houston would have went maybe 0-3. I did not see it coming with the Vikings. That should be an interesting matchup next week. Yeah, it should be an interesting matchup. I think that I would definitely play Dalvin Cook versus that Houston uh, run defense, and I'm definitely playing Will Fuller. And I'm trying to see where the Jets are in week four, and I don't see them. Oh, are they the th oh Thursday night. Denver. Yeah, that's a really exciting Jets-Denver matchup yeah. this Thursday. Yeah, set your alarms, guys. That's going to be a real big one. You might have to <laughs> lay off. On, I'm, I'm just trying to spotlight defense. You know, my my vaunted Colts, you know, they got the Bears. They got Nick yeah. Foles and the Bears now. I don't love that as much. Um, and You have to kind of give the Rams a look against the Giants, as much as I hate to say it. you got to think Aaron Donald no, might have sure. nine sacks. For against sure. the Giants For offensive sure. line. Yep. Uh outside of that, I do I like the Ravens against the Redskins, although Haskins was a little frisky today, but I like that defense against the Redskins. Um I used to love starting also any team against the Dolphins, but you can't do that anymore after that awesome Thursday night performance. Yeah, I agree. They were actually, and by the way, that's another person. If if for any reason Miles Gaskin is still on the wire, you guys should go ahead and and put in claims for Gaskin because he does seem to be. We all thought it was going to be Jordan Howard, and Jordan Howard will probably have 16 touchdowns and 16 yards right. this season. But um, Gaskin's still the guy, so hopefully, eventually, Gaskin will get his own touchdowns that he earned. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> see if uh, we gotta see if Cousin Sal is all over the prop bet of Jordan Howard more touchdowns than yards because yeah, I got. Let's see if he's. I, I want to know what the odds are on that because that's actually pretty <laughs> possible. Um. Anything else, Jen? Season season long football. How are you feeling with your teams? Like you're in good position. Pretty good position for most of them. Was not my best week in the Scott Fishbowl, which is a bummer because I found out this week it's like like two thousand teams. And I was like twenty third, but this week Kyler Murray let me down. Um, I it just wasn't a good week. Chris Carson and Zeke didn't have good games, so unfortunately, I think my excitement there is a little. Boo hoo! Did, but we can get back in it. Do we get any word on Carson? Like, did, I haven't heard anything yet. I mean, last I saw, he went to the medical tent, and obviously they didn't send him back out. So hopefully he's fine. But that's just gonna break my heart. I, I, I mean, yeah. I actually do have Carlos Hyde everywhere. I have Chris Carson, but it's just not the same thing. I know I have Hyde in a few. I just think that Hyde's a great backup running back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't want to see that injury because I just think I that the either. Seahawks are fun and they're a good team. They mm -hmm. might now take over the throne of best team in the NF NFC. Who's the best team in the NFC? Well, I don't know. I have to say, I mean, I, it's the Seahawks, but right. I have to say I am incredibly impressed by what San Francisco's been doing. With, with no one? <laughs> nobody. Yeah. With nobody. No defense either. Like nobody. Now, okay, it was the Giants, but still... That's impressive. You're taking the Giants A team and playing them with your B team and you're still blowing them out. I mean, well, that's, I don't think it's I mean, the Giants aren't that great. Sure. But it's also just incredible depth and it speaks to Kyle Shanahan. And if Kyle Shanahan can win the division with this team, then he deserves coach of the year. 
Oh, for sure. Because also that division is just insane. Tough. That's, I think, one of the toughest divisions in football. It's the toughest. But, I mean, you want to talk about the Houston Texans getting those three teams weeks one, two, and three. <laughs> the 49ers who have, I think, more players injured than active. They got the Jets and the Giants during this time period. So that's a, they, they actually got a huge they got a break. break. From the scheduling gods. They also were in New York for both. So they didn't they go like to some resort too further south. Like they made a they made a week and a Probably. week out of it. How you nice. Know? How nice. Like, you know what? Let's make a thing of it. Let's make a week of it. We'll go to the Hamptons. Yeah. Well, fun. I don't know where that we'll rent a place. Read, like West Virginia. They went somewhere. It's okay. like, yeah, That's we'll make a weekend of it. We'll just stay. But yes, he Kyle Shannon is doing an amazing job because they are mm -hmm. they are missing some bodies. Um Anything else before we uh, wrap up? This was a great week. I'm I'm thrilled with this week. I also will say another uh, extra points member, Dave Damashek. Uh, you kind of coached him through. Remember, he's talking about do I start Robinson oh, on Thursday James night? Rob yeah, yeah, he asked us who to start, and we went Robinson. You said that, and then he kind of was asking and talking about Cooper Cup, and I I gave a prediction to him. He said, I'm starting Cooper Cup. I say, well, yeah, now cue Cooper Cup for 10 catches for 175 and two touchdowns. He had like 10 for like 145 and one touchdown. Yeah. I almost hit yeah. it on the head. So uh, we're getting a little clairvoyant on the Waiver Wire podcast. We're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, I, I remember, did was it Thursday that we decided if you were going to start Cooper Cup, if he didn't go off this week, then it was okay to bench him. Yes. But he had to do it this week and then he did it. So we, we issued the challenge. And he met it. Yeah, Tyler Higby decided to chill the hell out for for one <laughs> game and let Cooper Cup eat a little bit. Kind of a bummer because I have Higby and well, Cup, but I'm okay. I'll share. I mean, he was he was he was eating Cooper Cup's lunch entirely. Um, he was. But yeah, I think uh, I think Damashek had a good fantasy day. So uh, I, listen, I'm starting to see the field really well. Okay, if I am a quarterback. I had a rocky two weeks where it's like, oh, yeah, we see the talent, but man, his decision making has to improve. Then week three comes along and you say, oh, there it all is. That's that's the guy. That's the guy we drafted. I am starting to I'm starting to see the field really well in this fantasy thing. I like it. I think I think we could end up meeting in a Super Bowl, Jerry. <laughs> I'll quit the show I so. if I lose that for sure. And the season will be over, so <laughs> it won't really won't. matter. But I will, for sure, I will not be coming back for season two of the Wave of Wire podcast. Like a little child, I will storm off the field. No, no, I know how you are. You'll be like, and I need a revenge season. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Oh, gosh. Um, well, this was fun. This is I like these yeah. weeks a lot better where I don't threaten I to, to quit. I want to re-up for five Me more too. years. Uh, thank you very much, Dan. We'll be coming back. Thursday, yeah. uh, we're going to be talking more FanDuel stuff and give out some picks and all that. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody uh, got through the weekend and um, enjoy the Monday night game and we'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>